Unfortunately, so many different industries have become businesses, whether it be our education systems, healthcare, pharmaceuticals, and even fitness. There are so many businesses that capitalize upon our inability to listen to our bodies, to trust our own appetites, for example, or to just be happy with what we look like. Today's episode's focus is on being able to block out all of the noise and to trust you. Welcome back to another episode of Duality. If you are new, my name is Aria. Thank you for taking the time to check out my podcast. And if you are returning, your support for me on this platform means so much to me. As usual, I took a poll on Instagram last week and you voted for an episode focusing on listening to our bodies. I... Stop listening to my body almost a decade ago now. And I'm finally, as of this year, I started focusing on it and working on my relationship with my body in January. I feel like I'm finally seeing the results of healing that relationship. Ten years ago, I started going to the gym. And at the time, workout culture involved a lot of you must eat five meals a day. You have to hit your macros. You need to be eating one gram of protein per pound, if not more, that you weigh. And putting all of that pressure on my diet, especially as someone who naturally just has a low appetite. I have a very high metabolism and a very low appetite, and it's not a common combination, but it is what it is. And so I felt like, okay, well, I know I want to get stronger. I naturally don't have muscle mass. And I'm tired of being so weak. So I have to do these things. And what that led to was a lot of force feeding. I was never hungry when I was forcing myself to get those five meals in. Maybe for one of them, I was actually hungry. And there were just so many people who weren't me, who did not know my body, did not even know like my goals when it came to fitness and health, who were in my ear and telling me what's what, And prior to that, I was accused of every single eating disorder in the book. So I have consistently had a very complicated relationship with my body, especially in adult life. When I was a teenager, I couldn't, I didn't hit a hundred pounds till I was 16 and I'm five foot eight. So I naturally have a very small frame and have a hard time keeping on weight. But because of habits that I was taught and I felt very pressured into, I became this person who was constantly struggling between how my body naturally wanted to be and then forcing myself into these habits that I naturally don't possess. Even during the last 10 years when I felt fit and I felt lean and I felt strong, I was constantly being told or talked about as if I don't eat whether it be 
Everyone around me was saying that I didn't eat, when in reality, I was very disciplined. I ate plenty. I was eating even when I wasn't hungry. But because of my metabolism and because of how healthy I was eating, of course I was small. I personally don't like to eat meat, and I think that not eating meat was my first step towards listening to my body and listening to myself when it came to like what I consumed and it came to my habits. I played soccer for 10 years competitively. My body loves running. My body loves cardio. I loved to dance. I loved swimming. I loved all of these things that didn't necessarily require an immense amount of strength, but required endurance and stamina. But girls who only do cardio are labeled as stupid and made fun of and are called cardio bunnies, and I didn't want to be that. Because I'm not afraid to be bigger. And I don't, I resent that idea that, okay, girls that only do cardio are so afraid. And because in every other aspect of my life, I don't listen to what anyone says. Like, I don't let anyone's opinion, perspective, or beliefs shape who I am. Like, I was always pressured to be quieter, and I never could be. I was pressured to be more reserved, and I never could be. I was pressured to be more conventional, and I'm just not. I don't want a normal life, and I don't think I was built for one. I don't want a normal relationship, and I really don't think that I was built for one. I, for example, do not want to have children and don't really care for building a family. And so being pressured in all of those other aspects of my life and me having to basically go to bat for every single thing, whether it be patriarchy, gender roles, the culture that I was born into, societal pressure, societal norms. I was fighting all these things that I guess I didn't realize how much our culture in Western society around health, around working out, around eating, around body image was deeply affecting my relationship with my body and my relationship with food. I was force feeding to the point where I hated eating. I genuinely didn't enjoy food anymore. I was eating these things that I was told I should like or I should be eating because they're really good for me, but I dreaded sitting down for lunch and dinner. And I say lunch and dinner because I genuinely, since I was a very little kid, was never hungry in the morning and I still don't get hungry till 12 or 1 p.m. I just don't. And so being able to focus on this relationship that I have with my body in the last six months has been such a blessing. I've been so gentle with myself after being so harsh with my habits, so strict and rigid with how my body needs to look and needs to feel. And now I honestly, I don't care as long as I feel healthy, as long as I am taking care of myself, and as long as I feel good. I would force feed and I would just feel so bloated and I'd feel so full because I had to get this much protein in and I had to eat this many carbs and this much fat. Otherwise, I wasn't going to see the results that I wanted. And I used to genuinely punish myself through working out. I think that working out aggressively and intensely is the most acceptable way to punish yourself in society because it's veiled as something that's good for you. And it is good for you when you're doing it for the right reasons. My intentions were punishment 100%. That's what I was doing when I would work out once or twice a day. 
now I literally work out so that I can feel good. I love um, the runner's high that I get when I go sprinting or I run for distance. I don't love lifting weights, but I do because I love being strong and being able to do things on my own. I live alone. I don't have anyone around to do things for me when I can't get them done. So I love being self-sufficient in that way. So that's why I do it. And I have noticed that as long as my intentions or my reasoning behind lifting weights or going for a run and doing certain exercises isn't superficial and isn't because of what someone else said that I should do or should feel or should want, I don't feel miserable anymore. And honestly, for so long, actually eight years, I've been known as the girl who wakes up at four in the morning and goes to the gym and eats well and is a vegan and this and that. And it's easy for me and I'm always motivated. And that's just so not true. I want to take this episode as an opportunity to rehumanize myself. I'm not a robot that wakes up at the crack of dawn um, like it's nothing. I shape my whole life around waking up at that time because it truly brings me peace of mind. Being awake and alone when the world is quiet allows for me to be calm and relaxed throughout the rest of my day. If I wake up to noise and I'm bombarded with other people's thoughts and communication first thing, I feel very tense and I feel very overwhelmed overall. So my reason for that is not to look cool. It's not because I want to be that girl, like that trend on TikTok right now with being that Pinterest girl that wakes up at this time and does this and that. And it's so aesthetic. Like I'm a real person. And I do things that make me feel good. And that's the only reason I do them. I don't do it so that I can become a billionaire because most successful people wake up at that time. No, I don't care. I really don't care what anyone else does at this point, especially when it comes to my habits that involve my health. So a huge part of listening to your body is to not listen to what other people are saying anymore or listening to those stupid rules that we were taught around food and around exercise. I don't eat anything unless my body communicates to me. I make sure to drink a liter of water first thing because when I don't, my body has a, I have a headache. I physically have a headache. I have cut down my caffeine intake so much because if I overdo it, my body has the jitters. It freaks out. It hates it. I don't care if other people do this or not because my body is my vessel and I think that it's time to start looking at ourselves like that. I am so lucky and so blessed to be healthy and to have the body that I have. Therefore, I'm going to take care of it. I could not care less if Joe or Sarah are doing this and that in the gym and eating this much in the kitchen. I don't care. And whatever result comes of my body after I am taking care of it consistently and listening to it, that is how my body is meant to be. Touching back to why I'm a vegan, I'm a vegan because it makes me feel good. I would never pressure anyone else to commit to that diet. To me, it honestly isn't that hard. Dairy does not sit well with me. It makes me very bloated. I'm not intolerant to lactose, but my body is definitely sensitive to it, and I have learned that by listening to it. Similarly, I have hated meat since I was very, very young, but because I played so many sports, 
my parents were doing the best that they could, and there weren't that many protein alternatives growing up. Um, there's so much out there now for me to eat. Even if I compare now to when I stopped eating meat four or five years ago, I think that when it comes to your health, we need to stop looking outside and start listening within. When it comes to your body, you need to stop paying attention to what's happening outside and start paying attention to what your body is telling you inwardly. If eating this makes you feel sluggish, you should think about that. You should rethink on whether or not you should be intaking it. If protein powders make you feel sick, don't drink them. If eating meat makes you feel sluggish, don't eat it. If not eating meat makes you feel weak and faint, please eat it. Just pay attention to what works for you. And to me, this is a huge component of not only self-care, but self-respect. I respect myself enough and my body enough to not allow noise from the outside shape my experience, to not allow the opinions of others when I am small and I am thin to shape how I treat myself. And similarly, when I am not thin and small, I don't allow what anyone or how anyone looks at me to shape how I treat myself. I finally am in a place where I eat whatever I want. I try to make sure that I'm getting my nutrients, but I'm not using an app to tell me that. I Some days I eat once a day and some days I eat the whole day. Honestly, I just let my body do its thing. I'm not allowing my mind to be like, oh, well, you should eat something because you haven't eaten today. I'm allowing my body to get hungry. And for so long, I didn't have hunger cues. And it took six months. It took me six months of not force feeding for my body to start letting me know again. Hey, yeah, I need food. I need fuel right now. And so finally, I'm in this place where I'm not gaining a ton of weight because I'm only eating when I'm hungry. And similarly, I'm not rapidly losing weight because I'm over-exercising. I am consistently taking better care of myself and my body reflects that. My biggest piece of advice in doing this in listening to your body and resolving that relationship and reconnecting with yourself is to stop listening to what anybody else says. Do not let mean and judgy people tell you that you look like that because you don't eat. And don't let anyone else tell you that you look like that because you eat too much. They don't know you, they don't know your body. They have no right. And when it comes to you and your body, you need to be strong and remember that the only person that has jurisdiction over it is you. Only you know what feels right for you. Only you know how your body responds to things and you need to know yourself. And you need to know and have a strong and deep relationship with your body in order to identify those things. It's very similar to your relationship with yourself. 
We have a relationship with our soul and our mind, but we also have a relationship with our body. And I don't feel like it's taught to us. We aren't taught to listen to our body's cues. We aren't taught to pay attention to how our body responds to certain things in order to either adopt certain practices into our lives or let go of others that don't work for us. I'm really hoping that listening to this episode gives you permission to stop listening to what everyone tells you that you should do, to stop looking at other people who have the body that you want, to stop looking at anything and to just start paying attention and listening to what works for you, what makes you feel good. And don't allow your relationship with exercise or your relationship with food or your relationship with your body image take over your entire life and rob you of joy. And I'm coming from a point of especially saying this to women. I'm not saying that there aren't pressures on men to look a certain way because there definitely are, but The industry of body image and diet culture and cosmetics, for example, are so highly focused on the consumption of their products from women. So our pressure to be as small as possible and take up as little space as possible in this world is immense. And it causes us all types of grief and harm. So please reconsider why you'd make the choices you do when it comes to your eating habits or your exercising habits. Take care of yourself and make sure that you get enough rest. Do not overwork your body like I have in the past. And just do whatever feels good.